Welcome to St. Martin Fields and welcome to Great Sacred Music and happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, St. Patrick was probably born near Carlisle, so a shout out for the Cumbrians amongst us today. He was active as a missionary in Ireland during the 5th century. Medieval tradition credits him with being the first Bishop of Armagh and Primate of Ireland, regards him as the founder of Christianity in Ireland, converting a society practicing a form of Celtic polytheism. He's been generally so regarded ever since, despite evidence of some earlier Christian presence in Ireland. According to the autobiographical Confessio of Patrick, when he was about 16, he was captured by Irish pirates from his home in Britain and taken as a slave to Ireland, looking after animals. He lived there for six years before escaping and returning to his family. After ordination, he returned to Northern and Western Ireland. In later life, he served as a bishop, but little is known about the places where he worked. By the seventh century, he'd already come to be revered as the patron saint of Ireland. Now it's our uh, tradition at Great Sacred Music to sing together at the beginning and the end of each of our events. So on the inside of your, of your leaflets, if you haven't got a leaflet, there's one uh, on the little table in the middle of the aisle there for you. Uh, we're going to sing uh, the hymn that's on the inside of the front cover. Uh, it's an 8th century hymn, often attributed to St. Dallan in uh, the 6th century. Uh, it was versified by Mary Byrne in 1905, um, and this version was created by Eleanor Hull in 1912. The tune Slain is named after a hill in County Meath in Ireland where St. Patrick uh, lit an Easter fire, an act of defiance against the pagan King Leary, uh, which led to his unlimited freedom to preach the gospel in Ireland. So we're going to remain seated. The voices will stand and lead us as we sing Be Thou My Vision.
Patrick's life is one surrounded by legend. One legend credits Patrick with teaching the Irish about the doctrine of the Holy Trinity by showing people the shamrock, the three-leaf plant, using it to illustrate the Christian teaching of three persons in one God. Another legend tells of Patrick banishing all snakes into the sea after they attacked him during a 40-day fast he was undertaking on top of a hill, although uh, histories of the biology uh, of the area suggest there never were any snakes in Ireland. We're going to hear three pieces now by the Irish composer Charles Villiers Stanford, who was born in Dublin, the only son of John Stanford, a prominent, du prominent Dublin lawyer, examiner to the Court of Chancery in Ireland and clerk of the Crown for County Meath. Both of, his, of Stanford's parents were accomplished amateur musicians. He was an edu educated at a private day school in Dublin and was quite a precocious musician. He could sight-read by 12. One of his earliest compositions, a march in D-flat major, was written when he was eight years old and was performed in the pantomime at the Theatre Royal Dublin three years later. Stanford's father hoped that his son would follow him into the legal profession, a proper job, but, he, uh, but accepted his decision to pursue music as a career. Stanford tried unsuccessfully for a classic scholarship at Trinity Hall, Cambridge, but got in by the back door with an organ scholarship. Whoops, don't quote me on that. By the time he went up to Cambridge in 1870, he'd written a substantial number of compositions, including vocal music, both sacred and secular, and orchestral works. We're now going to hear three Latin motets, Stanford published in 1905, though probably he wrote them a decade earlier. The first is uh, from words from the Wisdom of Solomon in the Apocrypha, the second celebrates Christ's ascension, and the third comes from Psalm number one.
I know you're enjoying uh, the legends about Patrick, so I'm going to give you a couple more. Uh, during his journey back to Ireland from his parents' home, Patrick is understood to have carried with him an ashwood walking stick or staff. He thrust this stick into the ground wherever he preached, and at the place now known as Aspatria, which means Ash of Patrick, the message took so long to get through to the people there that the stick had taken root by the time he was ready to move on. I think you're getting the feel for some of these legends now. Um, another 12th century legend, since you're begging for more, uh, tells of Patrick being met by two ancient warriors. He sought to convert the warriors to Christianity while they defended their pagan past. The heroic pagan lifestyle of the warriors of fighting and feasting and living close to nature is contrasted with the more peaceful but unheroic and nonsensual life offered by Christianity. I have to say the fighting and feasting and living close to nature sounds quite attractive, but obviously uh, Patrick knew much better. Now we're going to hear from another uh, Irish composer now, Seamus de Barra, uh, musicologist as well as a composer educator based in Cork. And what piece of music has possibly been played more in Ireland than any other? Uh, the Hail Mary. We're going to hear Ave Maria now by Seamus de Barra.
Well, we're still going to sing uh, together again now, the one on the third page of the leaflets. Uh, Thomas Kelly, who died in 1855, was an Irish-born Anglican priest, an energetic evangelical preacher of considerable learning, who was pro prohibited from preaching by his archbishop. He founded an independent sect known as the Kellyites, and thanks to the wealth of his wife, founded chapels in several towns. He wrote more than 700 hymns, of which is this, this is one of the best known. We sing the praise of him who died. Again, we're going to remain seated as the voices stand and lead us. Well, we're coming towards the end of Great Sacred Music for uh, this week. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. If you have, there are all sorts of ways uh, to make it possible for us to continue this series. Uh, there's a QR code. We're very proud of our QR code on the back of the sheets. Uh, you can uh, find your way to that. You can text. You can go on our website. You can even produce wads of cash 
from your wallet and, and put them in a plate as you leave. And those of you online, there's no escape for you either. But do come and join us for uh, future uh, Great Sacred Music events at this time on a Thursday, from now hopefully till the end of time or longer. Uh, also, uh, we have similar events on Sunday afternoons, Choral Classics, so do look out for those if you're in town. We're going to finish with a very different kind of a piece by Sean Davey, who was born in Belfast in 1948. His reputation is built on four large-scale concert works based on Irish history, all using Irish bagpipes and folk tunes. Uh, but this uh, is a setting of St. Patrick's Breastplate. We couldn't not have one setting of St. Patrick's Breastplate uh, today. This is entitled The Deer's Cry. It was first intriguingly used on the soundtrack of the TV documentary Who Bombed Birmingham, part of the long process. Uh, towards exonerating the Birmingham Six. It was also sung uh, more unambiguously at the inauguration of Michael Higgins as President of Ireland in 2011. I think this perhaps will be the one that you're humming as you make your way home. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> 